November 5th, it's the creative process. All right, uh, lift off and the clock has started. I'm your host, Jared Ponchat, creative director at Lullabot. Here along with me uh, co-hosting is Josh Riggs. Hey guys, how are you? Speaking of Lullabot, if you are a talented front-end developer or Drupal developer, uh, go to lullabot.com slash jobs. Uh, Lullabot's currently looking for both. So be sure to check that out if you're interested. And we're lucky enough to have Dave Mott on the podcast with us today. Dave is a great illustrator, designer. You can find uh, his work at davemottcreative.com. Uh, Mott is spelled M-O-T-T. And he's on Twitter and Dribble at dmott70. And he has a blog, uh, monkeyworks.org. But Dave, welcome to the show. Well, thank you. Thanks for having me. So one first question, your name... Uh, I see you listed as Dave Mott everywhere, and you're like, what, Mott 70 on Dribble and on Twitter. Uh, but I've also seen written in, in a, a couple of things that your name is, is David Mottram. Is, is Dave Mott your brand or what? Yeah, that's kind of, I, that is a good question. I need to do one or the other right now. And I do, I do Dave Mott kind of, you know, kind of because I, it seemed easier for people to get, remember. So I kind of yeah. went with that. But I think what I'm going to do is start putting the mod, the uh, RAM in parentheses. So that way people know, you know, okay. it's, it's the same person, you know. Right. So I got it. Yeah, that was it's one of those things that uh, I really need to work on is brand. <laughs> so <laughs> well, I didn't mean that as a criticism. I no, was more no, just no, fascinated no. when. Yeah, you know, I followed your work for actually for a number of years, and and I you know have known of Dave Mott, and I was it's funny because as I was reading things, getting ready to have you on the show was the first time I had noticed something that had David Mottram on it. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I gotta do. I yeah, <laughs> I gotta gotta fix that. Dave but Mott yeah, could be yeah, like your it, alter ego. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Think yeah. of the things that you could do. So you, you're both a designer and an illustrator. Uh, you know. A, think it says on your site designer illustrator and I was curious kind of how you see yourself I don't know many designers who have illustration skills at the level that you do and I think that it's interesting whenever I meet people who can do both so well like do you think of yourself as sort of like a designer first that has illustration skills do you think of yourself really as an illustrator and you happen to be approach things like with a design mentality as opposed to a normal artist process or that's a good question i i guess um you know i've always had the i i mean it was always a love to draw you know always love to draw things and um I think the designer, you know, I was a designer for like like 10 years. Uh, I worked in an agency. I worked at uh, a couple agencies. And, uh, you know, I think that stemmed from just loving to draw. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, I, you know, I guess I, you know, right now the bulk of my work is illustration. I still, you know, once in a while take on design jobs. But for the most part, I've really kind of targeted or kind of focused more on um, illustration. But yeah, I, I mean, to, you know, it's kind of all connected. Mm-hmm. The way I see it is it's all, it is all connected. I think if you have, you know, if you, having the ability to draw is great, it helps you with the design. It helped me with the design process because then I could sketch out what I wanted to design and and um, I think it, and that's how I saw things. So, you know, the drawing side of things really helped me out. 
you know, so I guess, you know, I guess now I'm more uh, really focused on illustration. I still love design. I still follow a ton of designers. I still love them. Um, but to me, I, you know, I see it pretty much the same, you know, as the same thing is the same art. Right. Um, so your, yeah. your work definitely has a, a, a designerly quality to it. Like my wife is a painter and she, I was showing her your work and, and she was like, yeah, it's just so well designed. I don't see, you know, I wish, you know, paintings aren't always that well designed. And like looking at your alphabet series, for example, like to me, like looks like a design project as well as a, like an art project. And I'm yeah. curious, like your, your process, do you, do you find that your work uh, as a designer for a number of years has affected like the way you approach even just making drawings in terms of approaching it like a problem solving kind of a thing? And uh, yeah, yeah, that's a good, that's, that's so true. It really has. I mean, it's helped, you know, as you know, when I was just, when I consider myself just an illustrate an illustrator, I, I struggle a lot with composition and laying things out. And I think the design side of things helps that sensibility to helps bring that around. So, um, you know, putting that, the different, um, design, I guess you could say, aspects into the illustration work that I've been doing helps a lot. It kind of helps balance it out because sometimes, you know, I'd be, I'd, I'd dive into a drawing and it would kind of be all over the place. Mm -hmm. And it started, you know, laying it out or figuring out, you know, really not, um, really not uh, appreciating colors as much as I, as I did later, you know, when I started bringing the design, design more into that. Um, mm -hmm. I think I was, a lot of the colors I was using were kind of flat, you know, so I started bringing that back around in back into the illustration. So yeah, that's a really good point. I mean, it's helped a lot, it, mm -hmm. it, you know, having those, uh, having those, um, those elements brought into, you know, how I'm handling a, a problem, like, you know, a layout it has really helped. So, yeah. If, if you take a, like a, a project like the the alphabet series. I'm curious about that project, like kind of what the genesis was of it. But also, I'm just kind of curious if you could use it as an example of kind of. Do you have kind of a process that sort of become your process to making something like that, where um, you look at some of your work and you, you on your site and and it's just sketches, like really beautiful pencil on paper. Uh, mm -hmm. And then some things that are very rendered and full color and stuff and don't appear to be, you know, some of it's actually difficult to even tell what the medium is entirely, whether it's been done, you know, in the computer or whether it's like a wash with watercolor or gouache or something, you know, that, like it mm -hmm. has an interesting quality. I'm kind of curious how you how you move things through a process and what the process looks like. Huh. Well, I, I think that the, you know, the letter project started as a project for my daughter. She was just starting to learn her letters. So the idea was, you know, I'm an illustrator. So I wanted to have something personal for me to her that was kind of something that not only she could have on it, we could have on our walls as art, but something that would help her learn as well. So that kind of fueled that project. And, you know, that project was we initially... Um, it started out like that. And then I, you know, we were going to, we still want to make it into an app. We still want to make it into a reading app. Um, and that's something that, you know, is evolving. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, as far as process, I guess I'll always start out with a sketch and I'll always start out with a drawing. And a lot of the drawings that I have up there are drawings that I start. I just don't have the time to, to complete them to the fully <laughs> rendered version mm -hmm. that I do sometimes. 
you know, mm-hmm. but, um, but you know, the, uh, the process is usually start with, I'll start with, um, paper and pencil and then I'll bring it in digitally. Now, lately what I've been doing is just starting digitally. I've been, I, um, I bought painter and I have a, I have a drawing tablet. So I've been just drawing right on the computer and then bringing those elements in. So I still, I go back and forth though. I mean, you know, sometimes I just like the feel, I like the feel of the pencil on the paper and and working that way. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I'll bring that in and then I'll, you know, I guess it'll depend on what I want that idea or that illustration to carry through. And then that kind of drives how I'm going to execute it. If it's going to be more of a kid focused or kid centered piece, I'm going to probably work more in textures. I'm probably going to work more with the shapes and keep it, you know, kind of elementary, but, you know, kind of designy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then kind of work from there. If it's something that is more, I guess, you know, I don't know, say adult theme, but you know, something that's more, uh, pulp themed or, or mm-hmm. culture. And it's something that I want to render out that it, I know is going to be really detailed. I'll just draw, you know, I'll completely draw it out. I'll just, I'll stick with, um, it being just a pencil illustration or an illustration that is done in painter, you know? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Does that answer that question? Yeah, I think so. I'm fascinated with kind of how, how tools shape the way creativity happens and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, I'm always curious whether when I look at an illustrator's work like yours, because I'm not an illustrator, I should say. I'm I'm more of a designer. I mean, I, I grew up loving to draw, and I think actually my love of drawing I, it was what, you know, kind of ended up landing me in a school that wound up in a design program. But mm-hmm. nevertheless, when I look at people's work that's, that's art, I'm always curious what the tools are that they used and whether the tools they use kind of change the way they think about you know when you're working with pencil on paper do you find that your your creative uh output just seems different the way you think is different or something than when you're working on the computer or when you're making art with you know scissors and paper you know and doing you know that kind of stuff yeah (laughs) I, i guess um you know one of the things is is um really not trying to feel too limited by the tools that you're using. And if you are starting to feel limited, you know, maybe use something else, maybe use something that you can really feel free, you know, feel free with. Um, because there are times when I am doing something digitally that I'll just need to rip away from it and just do it traditionally. I'll need to go completely do it completely analog because it just, it just feels like that particular way of rendering or creating that illustration is going to get me where I want to be. You know, right. Um, so the, uh, the, you know, the digital side of things can be limiting sometimes. It, it can. I mean, I think mm-hmm. if you step away and do things traditionally, it also helps you. I think it helps you as an artist because you're not relying on undo. You're not relying on the tools that you have, uh, you know, on the, on the computer. So right. it's just a little. It's just a little different. But uh, I, you know, I, the goal is to be able to just use any, you know, use any tool that I feel is going to work for that particular job and right. get, get good enough at it that if I wanted, if I want to do a carving, if I want to do, you know, do something that looks sculpt that I can break, you know, I can break off and do that. You know, I don't have to be limited to creating it in another way. So yeah, that's, 
that's a, that's something I get hung up on sometimes is that this tool can do this. Can it, you know, can I get it to do the certain things that I want it to do? Right. Do you, do you think like the focus of something being for children or something being for adults and stuff, have you found that having kids kind of changed the, oh, the yeah. stuff that you are fascinated with and inspired by or because I've noticed that you've been doing a lot more sort of illustration that looks like maybe it's for children's books or education and those and those kinds of things. Yeah, that's totally that is totally fueled every, you know, has fueled my art and has fueled, um, you know, being when you having, you know, just I'm a pretty new father, you know, mm-hmm. my, my kids three. So uh, it's just seeing it the world through her eyes and seeing seeing the things that she's saying right now is so cool. So yeah. I guess it's, you know, I think it's I think it's um seeing things that way and trying to capture some of the some of the things that I think she you know, I, I see how she's seeing things and it's really cool. You know, or uh see how she's drawing things or how she's how she's perceiving certain you know animals and shapes and things like that is so cool she's she's a great artist already (laughs) that's cool yeah did you love to draw as a child yeah yeah i did i drew all the time i got in trouble for it at school it was um it was i was always always drawing you know um and it was something that I just did, you know, I did all the time and it's cool because I still, you know, my parents actually kept some of my old, <laughs> my original drawings. So it's cool to go back and see that. Yeah. See those, you know, see how you drew things when you were five or when you were seven, you know, see that evolution. So yeah, I've always, I've always done it. I've always loved doing it. That's cool. What I had, I had tweeted out before we started recording that I was going to have you on the show. And the first question mm-hmm. that came in actually was from Tim Smith who wanted to know, if you think that drawing is a talent uh, that can be developed or is, does somebody have to have, you know, a natural inclination towards it? You know, basically, can you teach somebody to draw? Mm. I, you know, there's a, a lot of people say no. Uh, I don't, I think if you love to do it, I think you can figure, I think you can, you can learn things like anatomy. You can learn things like lighting. I think you can learn things that will help you structure the drawing and understand what you're drawing so i think you can learn i think academically you can learn the theory of you know the theories that are necessary in drawing but um you gotta love it i mean you gotta love to do it if you love to do it i think you that will help fuel your evolution as an as an artist if you really enjoy doing it you're gonna suffer through perspective you're gonna suffer through some of the elements that suck that are you know that aren't fun Mm mm-hmm because you know you want to be a better artist yeah but i don't know i think it's that's a tough question i I mean i've had people i've teachers you know when i was in art school say that you can't teach it and some of them said you could and it's always ironic for your art teacher to tell you that they can't teach you art (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly exactly i didn't you know Uh, Dave, you brought up um, you brought up kind of evolution, like the evolution of your um, of your your art and of your illustration um, just a few minutes ago. And one question that I have is is just like looking through your work, I can I can see some common elements. Like you you love working with textures and you love working with kind of a 
almost like a watercolor like color palette did you find that those things came naturally or is that a style that you maybe saw something similar and and consciously wanted to incorporate those elements into your design or how do you how do you think that that evolved Hmm. I think that there are so many things you see you're bombarded with images, techniques, things like that, either consciously or subconsciously, you're taking all that in. And some of that I think you do, I do feel you're showing your work. Um, but the, uh, the stuff, the texture, the creating those textures and shapes is intentional. It's trying to get trying to get that idea across using using those different elements but yeah i think that a lot of the things that i see come through subconsciously things that i might have seen somewhere things that i've seen growing up you know that they tend to come out in your work and i think that's true with a lot of, with with a lot of artists is they they see things that influence them in life not just in not just you know on different uh and you know inspiring sites or or uh galleries that are online but just in life just being out you know doing things you use the word influence i always liked how cameron mall talks about the difference between inspiration and influence and that there we have all sort of all these things that influence our work and things mm-hmm. that we look to to even try to emulate and then you have inspiration which is a little bit more oblique where uh like a a web designer going to like look at architecture for inspiration kind of a thing it's more of an inspiration than an influence do you have particular things ways that you get inspired and recharge and and sort of boost your own creativity to stay productive like when especially like i'm fascinated with illustrators who like it feels even more of a creative endeavor even than like web designs or something like that Mm -hmm. yeah i think that the inspiration is can be tricky because you can be i think there are so many instances of inspiration and things that you might find inspiring that you can get mired in it and it can kind of weigh you down and i think it what really helps is to just go and do your own you know try at the end of the day what i what i try to do is not look at anything just you know draw something completely out of my mind that i know i'm not looking at anything seeing anything maybe i did see you know maybe i saw things earlier in the day or things that i thought were really cool that i you know really enjoyed but just get away from it i think that that is the key is to try and find ideas and thoughts within your own mind outside of just you know walk away from the from all the things that we're constantly constantly seeing mm-hmm. um so yeah i i there are so many sites that i i, I love dribble i love uh, going on you know there's everybody's there are so many different art blogs out there and uh blogs that i follow that are great but i think that i you know i get caught up in that sometimes and it feels like i'm lo- i'm spending way too much time looking at that stuff and, uh, yeah, it's easy to do. It's very yeah. easy to do. It's, it's there's so much great work out there. There's so many great artists out there that it just I don't know. It, it seems like I need the best thing I can do sometimes is step away from it all. Yeah, sometimes too much input reduces output. Right. Yeah. Right. Do you do you have particular ways that you've found uh, to 
uh, one of the things I like to talk about is creative pause. Uh, there are particular things I've found that like when I'm just struggling to produce that I need to do that have absolutely nothing like to do with design or making something, or maybe it is making something, but it's for me, actually one of them is making something it's cooking. Like, uh, yeah. if I'm really stuck or a feeling like I'm just having an unproductive afternoon. <laughs> I'll go out and start working on dinner and start preparing something. And it's oh, like yeah. that task shift, that creative pause, like all of a sudden, like ideas start flowing. Do you have like yeah. kind of any go-to things or? Yeah. Yeah, there. That cooking is awesome. Cooking is a great thing to, to do to get away from, um, to just get away and start, you know, and focus on something else. Which I think is a cre- it's another creative endeavor, you know, cooking. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, for me, I like I like landscaping. I like getting out and just you know doing things in my you know planting things, doing things in my yard, gardening. It helps a lot just to. Uh, just to break it now with winter coming, well, not so much. I guess I'll have to find something else. But um, snowmen, <laughs> but definitely, yeah, things like that are great. Just great escapes. And having a kid, you're always you're running around all the time anyway. So it's the same kind of it, that to me is a is a creative pause. It's a good you know, it's a good pause because it makes you focus on other things. And right. Or you know, life. You know. Do the do the projects that you've taken on like I've noticed a number of things that I think it from if I'm understanding correctly they're kind of like you did it just for fun like even the the alphabet thing was something you said that you started for your daughter the Star Wars uh, illustrations I've seen on your site uh, sounded like that came out of just a mm-hmm. this will be fun like you you had this idea do do those kinds of things provide you a shift to be able to balance taking on creative endeavors that are basically driven by a client. Yeah. Yeah. That it helps a lot to, you know, kind of go back to childhood things like star Wars or things that you remember that you, things that you remember that got you into art, that got you into drawing and kind of paying respect to those things. Mm -hmm. It's great. It's a great practice. And it's something that I think you do it for yourself. It's completely a self-motivated project. It helps enormously to do things that you are, when you can motivate yourself to create these projects based on things that you grew up with, things that have influenced you, it, it, it's, it's just a good practice. It's something that I think makes you a better artist. Um, uh, and it just, it kind of fuels you creatively. And as far as the, the client work that I get, it is a nice break from the, the client. I recently I've been hired. I, I'm I'm now a full time illustrator. I work for Duck Duck Moose, and they okay. make they make uh, children's apps, mm-hmm. and children's learning apps. So that's my full time gig. And I still, but you know, when I want to get when I want to go back and just draw things for the love of drawing, um, you know, I'll go to those those things from childhood or things that I grew up with or memories or whatever but yeah it's a great and you're just when you're doing it for yourself you should you know you should just focus on that i think it's great not really not worrying about an audience not worrying about what other people are you know if they're going to like it or not i think you do it completely as motivation as an artist you know to just this is this is something that i love doing you know right you're you're, some people dig it some people won't but it doesn't it doesn't matter you know i think you're just 
you're doing it on your own and you're still problem solving. You're just solving the problem of, I want to have fun. <laughs> well, you're still, you know, you're still doing it on your own. You're still, you're learning something. Mm-hmm. You're always learning. You're always learning something when you're, when you're taking those kind of projects on, I, I think. Um, I'm personally not uh, much of an illustrator, but I, I follow a lot of uh, photographers on Twitter and various different blogs and stuff. And, and one thing that they all talk about is, is just how important it is to do personal work you know, work that isn't paying the bills or solely, solely for paying the bills. So -hmm. would you say that, you know, the work that, the work that you've done, the personal stuff, you know, whether it be the alphabet project or, you know, the, some of the other uh, illustrations that you've done just for yourself, would you say that those have been, um, you know, maybe even you've learned maybe more on some of those than that you might have on, on some of your client work? Oh yeah. Well, yeah, I think, I've learned things. I guess I've learned things on those that have helped me, helped me on my client work. That have helped me problem solve on different, you know, projects that have come up for clients. But you know, also the one of the cool things that stemmed out of that letter project was I got an email from a library uh, in it was a kids' wing of a library in in Texas, and they wanted to use those letters to have them all over the kids wing to show kids what those letters were and the different animals that each letter represents. So that was, you know, that was a cool surprise. You know, sometimes doing those personal projects, you find someone that can use those mm-hmm. you know, in a way that is, that can help someone learn or, you know, um, I don't know, hang, hang art on their wall, you know, but, uh, and you do have a, a store where you can buy prints of yeah. your work and some some of them are offered like on canvas and stuff I saw. Yeah. I'm, have you found that that provides extra incentive you, for you to like create your own fun things to try to have products or is it is the the business side of it more of an experiment and just kind of a a byproduct of making cool things? I think the I think it's nice to have a store to have things and you know have things up for a while and sell different different items if you can and if you really enjoy doing them and i know people that make toys they make or they they do um they actually make plush toys or animals or things like that i think it i think it's great to have that that type of outlet but you know also as a passive income it's something that you can have in addition to what you're doing if you're freelancing, it's something that it's nice to know that you have your work out there that you're you're out there selling. Um, so it helps it helps in that regard as well. Right. As a designer, I I constantly produce work that I don't like. To get to a finished product, it often means me producing a bunch of things that I would never show anyone. And I'm I'm curious whether you know illustrators like yourself, whether you struggle through that same sort of thing, uh, like saying no to yourself, producing things you don't like. Yeah. Yeah. All the time. There's for every drawing or or illustration you see up there, there's 10 sketches that I hated or, you know, five sketches that I wouldn't show anyone Uh that I, I just, I would not want you to see, you know? So yeah, it was, it's all part of getting to that, getting to that process or getting to that goal of having that finished piece. But, oh yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't just ever. I never. Rarely do I ever 
dive in from the first initial sketch and say, oh yeah, this is a, you know, that <laughs> nailed it. That's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, was you, like, you, I don't know. I don't work that way. I mean, you know, if, if that's something you can get awesome. I, you bring up a really good point in that, um, you know, especially with, uh, everybody being so connected on Twitter and dribble and, and things like that. It's, it's easy to assume that the artists and designers and people that you admire just sit down at their desk and, and magic comes out. You know, you don't, <laughs> you don't realize all of the, all of the work and all of the effort and all of the, you know, uh, trial and error that goes into creating good work. Absolutely. And, uh, and you know, you have, if you love doing, you know, I, not to sound, you know, cliche or corny, but I think if you love, I think when you really love doing it, you're going to work, you're going to put in, you're going to work that, that much harder to get the results that you want. You're going to, you're going to, you're going to draw more, you're going to sketch more. But yeah, there's, there's lots of, you know, I have sketchbooks full of drawings that I, I'm not happy with, or, you know, um, projects that I started out that had I had to work on to get them to where I wanted them to, wanted them to be, but yeah, there's yeah, it would be awesome if it just came out like boom, you know, just oh, it was a first sketch, you know, maybe that might that's take the fun the out of it. Fifteen years, may, or you know, maybe a couple times, I don't know, but mm. you know, not for me. I, I mean, it's not I'm, pretty, I'm not very. I don't know. I I'm not always happy with my work, but I think that that's one of the, I think every artist, everybody goes through that where they want to do better, you know? Right. So, <laughs> yeah. So do you, do you work alone a lot or do you work sort of as a part of a team? Like, and I'm, it was curious kind of how critique plays a part in your process and what that looks like and whether <laughs> you're, you're, you're responsible to self critique, you know, and like with what we were just talking about where you're just going through and through and through or. Yeah. Well, that's a good point. I, I think now I use my, da- my daughter critiques a lot of my stuff and it helps cause she, she, you know, kids are awesome because of their, their, honesty mm-hmm. tell you how <laughs> if they hate you know there's yeah with adults it's it's like uh you know you they're worried about your feelings they're worried about your artistic ego and uh-huh. kind of shield you from you know unloading on something that they really it, they can tell you isn't working but a kid they'll tell you flat out i don't like that i don't like that you know then of course they're not going to elaborate why but you know it's good to get that. It's good to get that, you know, that feedback. Right. And she gives me great feedback. So you, know? you can like ask her, does that bear look happy? And she'll be like, yeah. no, that bear looks angry. Yeah. yeah <laughs> or, or a sketch of like three bears and right. which one do you like? Oh, I like that one. I don't like that, you know, uh-huh. or I don't like all of them, you know, start over or, you know, but yeah, great feedback. But yeah, I, I like to get feed. I love getting feedback from other artists and, um, clients are sometimes like that where they're, they're kind of worried about giving you their honest opinion. Some mm-hmm. clients aren't, yeah. but, uh, you know, it's tough. It's tough to get that, that like, just really just tell me, rip it apart. Just let me know what you think of it. And cause I want to get better, mm-hmm. you know? So it, I do, I try and I put things out on my blog. I put things out on dribble and most, you know, I get, positive feedback but i like when i get honest feedback i like when i get feedback on something that you know <clears throat> i put things up i remember putting a dinosaur up and and uh 
you know, I was, I was pretty happy with it, but people were like, you know, that, that leg is messed up or that, that isn't quite right. And it helps, Mm -hmm. you know, and that helps me make, create, you know, make the anatomy better, fix things that aren't working. You know, having that kind of feedback is, is very helpful. Um, You got that kind of feedback by putting things up on dribble. Yeah, I've gotten that on dribble or, you know, I've gotten that on the blog sometimes Mm -hmm. or throwing it up on Twitter, uh, that, you know, getting feedback on there, but any any way of you know having your work out there and uh having people look at it is it helps a lot yeah i i don't i do draw things and i do i am a free you know i started out as a freelancer so yes i was completely on my own and that makes it hard because you want that feedback all the time you know yeah when i look at your own stuff for so long and you you could you sometimes get too close to it so you're not a freelancer anymore are you no. st- are you still generally kind of working on your own? Like you have your own home studio or something? Or yeah, okay, yeah, I have my own home studio, and uh, I have an I have an office and a home studio that I work in, and uh, it helps. That it's nice to have. So that's great because you get access to your daughter for creative inspiration all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's great. That's cool. Do you find uh, in terms of the productivity of creatives do you do you have a particular schedule that you found kind of works for keeping your noticing those points in the day where you're you tend to like you know that's not a good time for me to be starting things you know like i need to be refining things at this time or do you have anything kind of like that that you've figured out in your process it it used to be very late nights it used to be when i was working full-time when i was a designer and I wanted to go out on my own and I wanted to freelance and I wanted to just, you know, wanted to focus more on illustration. It meant coming home and, you know, doing things with my family. And then when everybody was asleep, working into the late into the night. And sometimes those nights were great. I mean, I would, I would feel like I was really getting things done and, you know, moving things along in a way that I wanted to. Now, it's different and I, because it's, it's weird because now that I have the time, it seems like those few hours that I used to have, I was so focused. Mm -hmm. It's a little harder to find that focus, but there are different times in the day when I do find it and you know, still, still more of a night owl. So, uh, it seems that night, the late night is still good to me for that kind of, that kind of stuff. Um, so that seems to help. That seems to be a good time for me. And I, you know, every, every, every day I'm always like, I'm always thinking, well, you know, I'm going to get up early. I'm going to hit the ground running tomorrow morning. I'm going to hit it. I'm going to hit it early. And I don't, you know, sometimes, (laughs) you know, there's days where it just doesn't, it's not, it's not flowing until, you know, I don't know, afternoon. Right. So are there particular things you've noticed about how when ideas come to you like coming up with an idea for like one of your personal projects for Mm -hmm. instance the star wars thing like is it kind of like sitting around late at night wanting to doodle you just happen to come up with those kinds of things that you want to doodle like yeah sometimes it's uh sometimes it's coming up with one idea and then okay this would lend itself to a series if i do one if i do one star wars piece can I do a series out of it? You know, mm-hmm. can I do more than one piece out of it? Or if with a letter project that was easy because I knew that that was going to be a sequential, you yeah. know, 
Are you drawn to series? What's yeah, actually yes, yes. It, it, if I'm happy with the piece that I start out with, and I think it can lend itself to doing more, you know, multiple pieces that you know can I can draw out of, then yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't. I haven't really done done a few that are just you know one offs, mm-hmm. but it's great to have because then the series kind of motivates you to do the next piece and make that a little better or add things that you've learned in the first piece. So I do lean more towards a series. Yeah. It's sort of like creating your own constraints to mm-hmm. to work within then. Yeah. Yes. Which kind of enhances creativity sometimes. It's interesting. Well, thanks so much. I really appreciate you being on the show. Well, thank you. Once again, if you want to check out Dave's work, uh, it's davemottcreative.com. He's also got a blog at monkeyworks.org. He's at dmott70, D-M-O-T-T-7-0 on, on Twitter and Dribble. Like he said, there is a store on his site, so go check out his prints and stuff. He's, he's got some really fantastic work. And uh, just once again, thanks so much for taking time to, to chat with us for a little bit, Dave. Thank you so much, Jared. I really appreciate it. Thanks for, thanks for your time.